Hello? Hey, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. This is so wild. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, this episode is kind of um, unique. So I really wanted to interview um, a Tibetan person dating a Chinese person or just any part of that dynamic. But it was exceptionally difficult. <laughs> I was rejected a lot. And I asked friends, I asked people I didn't know, um, I, I asked for the bare minimum, and people were just rejecting me left and right. And so I even had at one point, um, someone go through with the entire podcast, and then last minute, we had to scratch it. It was just, it was wild. Obviously, this is a very taboo topic. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm exceptionally grateful to my guest today. <laughs> Who am I? To make this episode even more unique, my guest today will remain anonymous. So my <laughs> guest today, um, should we give you like a secret name? <laughs> like um, I don't know. Um, any name I feel like might be a hint. So let's not. Let's just okay. let's just call you you. Okay. So um, my guest today is actually okay. currently in a relationship with a Tibetan. And so he has graciously offered to answer some of our questions about what it's like being a Chinese person dating a Tibetan. So um, this is the part where I would ask you to introduce yourself, but that's <laughs> not happening. <laughs> so what's your favorite color, Guest? My, my favorite color is blue. It's very basic, but I love it. Is there a deeper meaning behind why your favorite color is blue? Honestly, I don't know. I think it, it just reminds me of like the sky and the ocean and everything pretty. I don't know. Blue is just a nice color. It's very inoffensive. Um, yeah. I love that inoffensive. Mm -hmm. But also if we're like, look, you know, searching deeper, it's like the sky looks limitless. The ocean is like, you know, Unknown. unknown so maybe you like oh, that okay you know, okay vastness. you know where i'm going wow. <laughs> so deep <laughs> just like the ocean exactly whoa we're just <laughs> doing things tonight okay did you know like what tibet was before you started dating with your friend okay so my girlfriend she she asked me the same question and i was so surprised that like not a lot of people knew about tibet because I feel like Tibet is, I don't know, I feel like everyone should know what <laughs> Tibet is, but apparently not a lot of people do. Um, so when did, well, how did you know about Tibet, if it wasn't through I, know, I thought it was just common knowledge to just know Tibet. <laughs> like, it's common knowledge to know, like, China and India, you know? Um, so, you, like, you've just always known about Tibet. There wasn't, like, one specific moment where you were like, oh, this is a place that exists. Um... Let me think. Maybe it's from Avatar. <laughs> Stop it right no now. Idea. But I'm such a huge Avatar stan. Wait. Avatar is amazing. Okay. Avatar yes. is so good. I, I made my girlfriend watch it. Um and I, I sort of coaxed her into it because the airbenders are like they're like Tibetans, pretty much. Right. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you acknowledge that. You understand that yeah. and you see that. So like I I don't know. I think I read online somewhere or just someone said it, but like they said that 
you know, Aang was supposed to be like the Dalai Lama and and the airbenders are like Tibetans, pretty much. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're incredible. What the heck? <laughs> was this like in your preteen days? You were like on Reddit? I, I watched Avatar day one when it came out, like 2003. I don't know. I forget when oh. it came out. It oh, was a long geez. time ago. So, wait, side note, it's a side conversation. Did you know that um, they were going to make a live action? I did. And then I, on Netflix, I was so excited. They, I was so excited because, like, literally, it was suppo- it was gonna be real representation yeah. because there was already like um people underground yeah. asking for tibetans right. and i was like whoa like th- these are people who are trying to make a legit show you right. know and then like um the creators backed out because of creative differences and i was like wow it's so like, sad i was so excited so to see sad. the creators like actually vision you know, yeah their actual vision exactly so sad i'm very i'm i'm very upset because i was like yo is this my time to shine like is my career path mm-hmm. actor yeah i feel like <laughs> tibetans when they're represented in movies it's always like oh it's a monk or at a temple and exactly it's very and just in general i feel like when people think about tibetans it's just like these like you know celestial yeah, beings that, that are like above, above. Yeah. like like dr strange don't get me started i was okay i'm I'm very angry that they casted a white woman as like yep no i do remember watching an interview with the director and he basically said like um any way we would have gone about it would have been bad they said it would have been especially bad if we cast like the ancient one as a chinese person Mm -hmm. right that would have been like the worst idea ever they said like casting it as a white man would have also been a terrible Mm -hmm. idea and they were like, so we were only left with, we thought that this was the least worst of all the terrible choices we could have made. Right. And like, in a way, you kind of have to respect mm-hmm. that. But in another way, you kind of don't. <laughs> they're backing down. They're, they're, uh, they're backing down from China. Like, they're afraid. Yeah. That's what it is. Tale as old as time. Of course. Of course. And then, so would you say that you've learned anything mm-hmm. more about Tibet from your girlfriend? Or do you think like um she was just constantly shocked at how well versed you were um i gotta think about that i feel like i i i guess i know more about the culture more about the people what's going on there and like the different regions of tibet um mm-hmm. like she said there are three different regions in tibet i didn't know that so cool. yeah like the three main i mean there's a lot of tibet's like very like diverse mm-hmm. in a lot of ways but i guess there's like the three main regions and then even within those there are like different sections yeah. and sectors yeah so like she was telling me about how um like uh, i got i mean i guess she was raised in nepal so i don't know how that counts but um i i was very shocked oh, to see how how much um like indian culture influenced like my girlfriend that's definitely um an experience that a lot of people in the diaspora like resonate with mm-hmm. just because when a lot of tibetans like fled india was one of the only places actually that even accepted mm-hmm. tibetans a lot of bordering nations kind of closed their borders on tibet so like so yeah a lot a lot of tibetans you meet are um very very well versed in the world <laughs> <of Hollywood. laughs> are you 
Yes. <laughs> I, I watched the Bollywood so, movie like a couple of days ago. What What did you make? <laughs> um, I forget the name. It's It's about um, it's this dude. His name has Khan in it, but I feel like a lot of them have Khan in their name. Oh, my name is Khan, and I'm not a terrorist. No, 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 no. no. It, it was um, <laughs> it was about this brother adopted into mm-hmm. a, into a rich family and then gummy gushy gummy gum oh my gosh when i say that is my favorite movie <laughs> of all time like you don't understand like i could watch that movie every day for the rest of my life and still cry and laugh and like sing every word to yeah. all the songs and wow i'm so happy she made you watch that yeah she was like oh i've watched it so many times and i cry every time so dead ass did you cry it's a long movie i don't, I don't know if i cried maybe i teared up a little bit <laughs> it was good yeah oh my gosh and Shadow Khan like everyone has their favorite mm-hmm. Khan and he's mine <laughs> he's really famous is what she said yeah I think at one point he was like he was making the most money of anyone ever as oh, actors really? yeah, yeah I, I know he like topped the list a few times yeah he's pretty good I like him would you say that you were necessarily familiar with like the turmoil I guess would be between Tibet and China. So here's the thing. I feel like in America, you don't really hear that much about the turmoil going on in Tibet. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I didn't. Like I knew that Tibet was sort of a contested region. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't know the specifics. I still don't really know the specifics. Um, <clears throat> and my parents... The, they don't really talk about it either. Mm-hmm. But they know about Tibet? Like, I mean, they know about Tibet, or... but I, I feel like they don't have any opinions about it. Right. Um, Is that like a commonality? I, I know a lot of Chinese people are just like apolitical. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like... I guess they grew... They, I mean, they were raised in China, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're I'm first, first generation? generation? And okay. So I guess, the, I mean, the, they censor everything in China, right? So they, I guess they never really mm-hmm. knew what was happening. Um, my my mom's grandfather is actually Tibetan. Fun fact. That's <laughs> insane. Wait, that again. My mother's grandfather is Tibetan. How does that make you feel? Like when did wait? When did you know that? When wait wait? So you learned that you were you learned about Tibet through Avatar, right? I guess sure. <laughs> so, and then, when did you realize your parents knew what Tibet was? I feel like they always knew what Tibet was, but. Like when did you know that? They, like when did you guys first ever discuss Tibet? I guess would be I a guess, better way to. Um, when I was talking about my girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so when you, you were like telling I, so your parents that you were dating I was this because I, I don't want to, I, I don't like discussing these things with my parents. I feel like no child does. <laughs> um, so I was telling my sister about my girlfriend and she was just like, oh, you know, mom's grand, grandfather is Tibetan. And I was like, what? So I asked my mom and apparently it's true. Like he was a merchant, came to China. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Chinese woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. That is so crazy. 
Yo, I really, truly, disgustingly believe in, like, the invisible string theory. Really? What is it? And so, basically, like, okay, okay, the invisible string theory isn't a real thing. That's just, like, mm. a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> but the red string theory is a real thing. Right. <laughs> and it basically just means that um, all of us are connected to mm. somebody or somebody's, like, there's, like, an invisible red string that connects all of us and that, like, no matter where our life takes us, that eventually, like, those, the, like our red strings will, like, meet. <laughs> Basically, I guess, like, soulmates, destiny, yeah. fate. Honestly, like, stuff. over time, I sort of believed it. Because, mm-hmm. I guess as you grow older, you realize how small the world is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, like... The fact that your mom's grandfather was Tibetan and that now, you know, that your parents um, immigrated to the U.S. and then, like, you were born and then somehow you met your girlfriend and then she's Tibetan. And it's just, like, full circle. And it's, like, you would have never known or maybe cared, like, what your mom's grandfather's ethnicity was, you know? Crazy stuff. We're all connected. So then... I guess, like, while we're on the topic of family, so your parents were never, like, concerned about the fact that your girlfriend was Tibetan? No. Um, I mean, like, growing up, my parents wanted me to date a Chinese girl. I still don't really even know if they know that I have a girlfriend. (laughs) I think they heard through my sister, (laughs) but they just don't say anything about it. But they, okay, so they haven't said anything, not... so I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's not a problem. Um, but may, I do think maybe um, they, I mean, sometimes no news is good news, but sometimes it's also like they're just hoping that it's yeah. not going to last, you know? That might be true. I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> both of my sisters <laughs> are dating white dudes, so I feel like... I feel like my parents know the concept <laughs> of love is love. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, they, they're not going to be able to force me to <laughs> find my family. <laughs> like, like, so, there's, yo, they were going to send me up with someone. That ass. <laughs> like someone from China? Someone from girl. the US? Like, that, it was when I was dating my girlfriend, too. They were like, oh, um, you know, there's we our friends. They have a Chinese mm-hmm. daughter, and she's very cute. Do you want us to introduce you? And I was like, I was so like, shady. no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty soon they're about to show up with the portfolio. <laughs> the, I mean, honestly, that happens with Tibetans too. I remember um, my friend's dad was like looking through mm-hmm. photos online. And we were like, what are you doing? And he was like, what do you think about this boy? And my friend was like, what? <laughs> he was like, he's from a nice family. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, these it's the, it's the generational gap. They, they, uh... <laughs> I mean, okay, say you weren't dating your girlfriend right now. Do you think you would ever consider an arranged marriage? Oh, no. No. No, no, no. No? No, no, no. All right. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, I don't know. You would? Like, you would? Not, I feel like in these days, no, because this, no, because <laughs> these days it's not like arranged marriage is like 
I'm meeting my husband mm. the wedding day. Usually it's just like setting up, setting mm. you up on a blind date. And then um, the person's already been vetted. So, you know, they're not mm-hmm. psycho. And then, like, you know, your parents probably like have certain higher yeah. standards than you. I don't know. I feel like it's just so awkward because both parties are like they know that we want our kids to get together, and and in the oh, back of your like head you know that your parents want you to get with the the other like the other. Oh kid. lord! Okay, now that you, okay, if you say it that And so the, it's it's kind of like this artificial sexual tension. Oh my lord! And like, think about it. You're sitting at a table with with their parents, and your parents are there, and you're just like, they just they're just like, you guys got to bang, you know? <laughs> you guys got to make kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm imagining like, okay, I don't know what you imagine. I'm imagining like K drama vibes. Like, the parents are not there. It's just you and the person, and they're like talking. Have you ever? Do you watch K dramas? Yeah. And you know how like really rich people yeah. set their kids up. <laughs> And it, the parents aren't there. It's just the two rich people, yeah. like, eating. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's like, if it's like that, if it's not awkward, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's not like, yeah. Like, if yeah. somehow you guys do meet up and it's not awkward, then I'd be I'd be chill with it. But, but if it's, like, really right. set up, like, very obviously, like. Mm-hmm. So you personally would never think of setting up your kid. Oh, wait, when you put it like that. <laughs> like if you know this like this person is like really good and you you're like, "Oh my god, like I would love to have this person in my family and they love all the same things like my I kid might, does." You know, you know what I'm saying? Like tell the parents be like, "Hey, you want to come over for dinner? Bring your girl." Bring bring a boy. <laughs> Oh, so you would you would be more chill, like you'd be more. It's it's kind of like sliding into the DMs, but I. But yes, you're the DM. But the parents are the DMs. <laughs> yes. All right, and then um oh, I actually wanted to ask you this earlier, but do you know any words in Tibetan <laughs> since you're practically Tibetan? <laughs> so I did not know this, but in Avatar, like the names are mm-hmm. Tibetan, mm-hmm. like. Um, Momo, Appa. I didn't know. Yep. I didn't know that until I met my girlfriend, and she told me that. Um. <clears throat> yeah, the, I I I would watch Avatar mm-hmm. with like my non-Tibetan friends, and I would just give them so much insight that they had. It, it, you right, know, yeah. um, Legend of Korra. So Korra actually means like circle in Tibetan, and then like um, Korra just in general is like a very like in Tibetan Buddhism is just like a very significant oh. like symbol, and it's like kind of like alluding to like circle of life like you know this idea of etc i mean someone else probably explained it better than i can but <laughs> there's That's my cool. hot take because i guess yeah. the avatar cycle is um, kind of oh. a circle but yeah no let me think other tibetan words i know that she died Dashi dele. Um, dashi dele. Oh my gosh, you are Tibetan. <laughs> One sixteen. Um, what else? I know shapale. Like the food in the spring. Yes. Have you listened to the song? <laughs> oh lord! I, I, oh, do, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm built different. And then is that is that it for your um, bag of tricks? Yeah, I think. <laughs> 
I'm very impressed. And then, <laughs> you're welcome. So, um, you talk about how you always knew that Tibet uh, was a contested area, and then now, I guess, um, even though you said that maybe you're not as well-versed about Tibet as like you want to be, do you think, well, what is your, I guess, like, stance on the Tibet? I mean, I feel like anyone who knows what's going on there should stay, like, they would stay with Tibet, and I do too. Uh, I've never really mm-hmm. been fond of the Chinese government or even like some Chinese people. <laughs> oh, like I kind of grew up with the uh, identity crisis because I was like, I kind of hate, like, I don't know. What I feel like mean? my parents are also brainwashed too. They grew up like in the Cultural Revolution and with Mao Zedong. Like that's how it all happened, right? Oh yeah. Not so long. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like yep. cultural genocide going on. Yeah, a lot of Chinese people also yeah. suffered under Mao. So I think it's really interesting that they don't there's not more acknowledgement of like the Chinese yeah. average Chinese citizens who mm-hmm. were And you know what my parents say? They're like Mao Zedong was a great leader. I'm like, how how can you even say that? Like it makes no sense to me. Yeah. I, but I think that's a problem a lot of especially like is okay mm-hmm. it's not like rude to say fobs right it's like a lot of fobs have and i think it is really just like if you grew up in the atmosphere which obviously i know nothing about it's very much um you know ingrained in you this idea of like loyalty to your country one china like and i was reading a um an article about basically how uh the chinese youth is like the largest sleeping giant in China and if mm-hmm. they ever mobilized you know and they ever got radicalized that it would pretty much be over for China but basically the unsung like promise between the youth and the ruling party is that as long as the Chinese government continues to you know lead the Chinese economy into like an upwards trajectory the youth mm-hmm. will pretty much like fall in line but obviously what they're doing is not Working. Yeah, I mean it's it, it, it's pretty much a dictatorship. I mean, like like they handled the coronavirus really well, right? But at the same time, if you look deeper mm-hmm. into it, like the citizens will follow anything the government says for them to do. Like mm-hmm. like they closed down Wuhan, no one could go outside, mm-hmm. right? And they basically purged the city of like anything coronavirus, anything, like, and. I don't know. It reflects. It reflects upon the country um, that the government just has so mm-hmm. much power over the people, and like any sort of dissent, yeah. you're just not allowed. To. And so you say that your you think your parents are like slightly brainwashed when it comes to um, like China's greatness and just like the mm-hmm. Communist Party in general. So. If you had to guess, what would you say your family's overall opinion on Tibet is? Opinion. But you would say that they would consider Tibet like as part of China? I think so. Um, I feel like they care more about U.S. and China or like Japanese and China politics than they care about Tibet and Chinese mm-hmm. politics. I feel like it's not really discussed in yeah. China that much, like Tibet and China. 
and that's why there's like this overall opinion in china that tibet is theirs right okay so it's not even a topic of discussion because it's it's like yeah. a statement in china does that make sense like there's no and the you know mm-hmm. I, you were saying like oh you kind of understood it was like a contested area but you would say like in china itself there is no like unless they meet a tibetan or they meet someone who's an advocate for like the free tibet movement they wouldn't even know that people in tibet like yeah are unhappy i think so and it's it's interesting because like we like the chinese people they consider tibet part of china but they also like like they know that the people there are different so are you aware of kind of the um dislike i guess would be the best word of the tibetan community when it comes to tibetans dating well, I'm very aware chinese people <laughs> so when would you say was the first time you kind of became aware of just how like um, drastic it was so my friend he also he's chinese mm-hmm. and he also dated a tibetan okay. girl in college what are the chances <laughs> oh, i wish you weren't anonymous why are there awesome so many tibetans in minnesota <laughs> Okay, we need to cut that. Wait, actually, aren't there a lot? Okay, fine. We'll keep that in. Maybe people won't know. <laughs> is, that too much, like is that too much detail? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so, but Tibet, okay. Continue. Basically, his whole, I guess, the reason why they split, they ended up up, is because mm-hmm. she, she basically told him that they were not going to be a thing in the future because her parents would never allow her to date a chinese boy and that's how and she just knew that she wasn't even going to try and you know it hurt my friend's feelings a lot and they broke up (laughs) oh so she didn't want to break up with him she said let's keep dating but i just want you to know there's no future Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And so then he okay, I understand. So was, was he like very much in love with girlfriend. her and then So I'm I'm sure he was in love, very in love <sighs> and heartbroken. So but mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that kind of enlightened me about the situation going on there. Um and then mm-hmm. so what happens, I met a Tibetan girl <laughs> and started dating her and She's basically like, oh, I can't tell my parents about you. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, like they, would, they would kill her. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. It, it's hot, but, um. And does that, I, I sound like a therapist, but <laughs> how does that make, how you, does that make you feel? Um, I understand. Like, I, I completely understand. It's not like I like talking about mm-hmm. relationships with my parents either, so. Right. So you're saying, like, right right now in your relationship, it's not fair for you to ask something of her that yeah. you're not doing? I think that if along that makes the lines sense. of that, um, like, I'm, I'm fine with, with talking to my parents mm-hmm. about her, but it's so cringy. I just, 
I don't. I never open up to my parents. You know, it's it's just the Asian way. So it's uh, it's it's like that. But uh, for her, it's definitely going to be more hard because the Tibetan community is also just so small. I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. small, but like it's very tight knit. Everyone knows everything about each other. Yeah, it's definitely so, very um, interconnected. <laughs> I guess she's more worried about the repercussions than I am. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, do you think? I mean, is there like a Chinese community where you live that you're kind of a part um, of, like a cultural center or something? No, not really. Um, I I I distance myself from Chinese people a lot. Uh, in college, I was, I was you know, my, my best friends in mm-hmm. like middle school and, and high school were all pretty much Asian, but I don't know something something happened in college where it's like was white. <laughs> where was I going with this? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think for Tibetans, it's just like there's always this constant fear of our culture being mm-hmm. lost or our culture, you know, disappearing. And I mean, I, I genuinely think that it's a very like valid concern, especially when, you know, in many parts of Tibet, mm-hmm. you know, Chinese people outnumber us two to one, you know, and uh, to become a minority in your own country is just like such a surreal mm-hmm. experience, I guess. And it's just mm-hmm. a real thing to kind of wrap your head around. You don't want to like seem bigoted or just the simple fact that someone is Chinese dating a Tibetan person just feels so like wrong in a sense. I remember when I was younger, I would hear stories about how Tibetan girls would kind of be forced mm-hmm. into marriages with Chinese men. Tibet, I remember like that making me so sad. <laughs> I definitely, when I was younger, was just like, like how can someone in the U.S. with like the freedoms they have like seek out and choose Chinese Oh, so you're saying that you haven't really been no, out in the Tibetan uh, community, right? Do you, um, in my imagination. like, in your imagination, <laughs> me you, in the Tibetan how community. do you see that going? Say, um, you know, I invite you to a protest. I know there's going to be some people who are going to see me and be like, the Chinese person supporting our cause. This is such, like, this is such good news, or, like, this is, our voices are being heard. It's influencing the Chinese people. But there's definitely mm-hmm. other people, I guess old-fashioned people, who will, see me and be against my presence are we letting this mm-hmm. imposter among us <laughs> oh lord were you waiting to use I'm that one? Too much <laughs> like i have no ill will with anyone towards any culture i guess I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just scared that people will think i am the imposter and they just won't <laughs> accept me but that, that's the way life is and then would you say, like, it's not, like, necessary? So that wouldn't scare you away from, like, that wouldn't present itself no. as, like, too much of kind of, like, a hassle or a so. challenge? Um, I, I don't think I would, I would care what other people think of me. Like, like who who are they to say? Period. Like, I don't know them. They don't know me. Be like, these people I meet, acquainted, like, acquaintances, but they will never be a mm-hmm. part of my life. On that same note, do you feel a sense of guilt um, being Chinese? Yes, actually, very much. Um, that's kind of the reason why I oh, really? distance myself from the Chinese community and like the reason why I moved 
away for college and the reason why like all my friends in college were pretty much white until recently um it's just that cultural and identity crisis i i like saw chinese people and i just didn't like them. <laughs> i don't know why it was there's there's just so much anti-chinese sentiment everywhere you know, like I said before, mm-hmm. um, like if I was in the Tibetan community, I don't want to be seen as, as an imposter or as an outsider. Because, you know, when, especially when coronavirus mm-hmm. happened and like there was so much anti-Chinese sentiment and people were basically, even the president was basically hating on Chinese people. It, it's kind of hard to want to be proud of heritage. Yeah. But yeah. That's really sad because that's not okay, you know? Like, there are a lot of people in China who are complicit and um, who are ignorant, you know? And a lot of times, like, even for the average Chinese citizen, you would almost say that um, they're they're not being actively ignorant. They're being, like, led to be ignorant, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I do have a lot of empathy for them, and I definitely... That just makes me really sad because I definitely think that you should be proud to be Chinese as far as like, you know, how ancient your culture is and how rich some of your customs are and how beautiful some of your food is. (laughs) I I guess beautiful and food, how delicious some of your food is. (laughs) Honestly, I've grown to love being Chinese and like embrace my culture. Like, um, I've grown to appreciate being Chinese and to be proud of being Chinese. Um, it's kind of a recent thing, but like before, when people would say racist things towards me, like call me a chink or like go back to China, I would kind of laugh it off, which which is kind of a common story among Chinese people. Like they would laugh mm-hmm. off racist jokes, and even now, like I hate it when influencers. Have you have you seen um Uncle Uncle Roger? Uncle Roger, he's like this uh, Chinese dude. Ooh who has a food YouTube channel and he impersonates like the Chinese accent, like a really stereotypical Chinese accent. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Asian people or like Chinese people especially continue to perpetuate racism towards ourselves. So once I realized that, yeah, it's um, like, yeah, it's ingrained. I, don't know, I just became more proud to be Chinese because I don't want other people seeing us as just the other so like like an american like i'm an american mm-hmm. i grew up in america my whole life you know okay all right so um i know mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna preface this by saying i know this is a pretty intense question because i know mm-hmm. you and your girlfriend have not been dating for like an extremely long time but i so these are all very hypothetical mm-hmm. and um think of it what you will <laughs> But looking down the line, if you were to eventually marry a Tibetan and then um, y'all were, <laughs> I'm so yes. sorry, y'all were like, mm-hmm. gonna have kids. And so now obviously these kids are both uh, Tibetan oh, and Chinese, yeah. slightly more Tibetan. True, true. Because you're 116. <laughs> so um, what are some fears you have for them? Or um, um, yeah, what are some fears that you have? Like what them? you said, I feel like when you mix two different cultures you end up losing a bit of each. Um, I think my fear is that they won't feel 
Chinese or Tibetan, right? And I feel like a lot of mixed kids have that same problem growing up. Like I had a lot of mixed friends growing up, and they would always like if they were if they were half white, they would always identify with being Asian. But what does that? Well, what do you like mean? If, they would identify white, as being Asian. Default. Like being half white is <laughs> like the whiteness is the default, and then the Asianness is like mm-hmm. the, the spiciness. When you have a Tibetan <laughs> culture, which is very rich, and a Chinese culture, which is very rich, and you mash them two together, like how, I guess, would you compromise? Like how would they compromise? I think that's my biggest fear: is just the loss of connection, um, mm-hmm. like that my kids will have with their culture. Um, other than that, I feel like, you know, we're living in America. It's a very diverse place, so. What's really interesting mm-hmm. is you talk about how um, you feel guilt being Chinese, right?、Mm. How do you think your kids might internalize that?、Um, That's a good question. I feel like honestly, I wouldn't know.、Um, I guess to them, maybe being Chinese is the default, right? Like white was the default, so they would go to being more Tibetan <laughs> because you know, in in a lot of people's eyes, Chinese people are evil. And I think when they're growing up, they would rather say that they're Tibetan than say that they're Chinese. That, like that's how I felt growing up. Like every time I said I was Chinese, I kind of didn't want to say it.、Um, especially when you're in a different Asian country.、Mm-hmm. Like I traveled Asia, and most of the time when people ask me who I like, where I was from. I'd say America, right? But then they'll say like, "Oh, where are you really from?" And I'd say, "Um, like, sing, like, Singaporean, or like, I wouldn't actually say I was Chinese." So, <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with just like where these kids end up growing up, because I feel like the two main differences is either you grow up in suburbia, which is basically just a bunch of white people, and then you feel so yeah. Yeah. like you're just, and as a kid, you're just so desperate to fit in. You know that everything、mm-hmm. that makes you so different just makes you stand out more. And the funniest thing is, like, you're never like you.、Mm-hmm. You already look like you're already branded as different just because you look different.、Yeah. And like nothing、yeah. you say or do is really going to take away from that. <laughs> so as a kid, I mean, I definitely resonate with this feeling of just wanting to fit in and like trying、mm-hmm. to just cover up what made me. I guess now that I look back, special. Yeah. Or you grow up in just like the inner city, where it's、mm. just there is just such a mix of everything going on that nobody really cares,、yeah. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like no one cares like if you're from this country、yeah. or you do this or you do that. Like people are just no. Like, I feel like you're definitely、lives. right. Like if you is went, that like, would that be correct? In the middle、okay. of nowhere, in U.S. like Oklahoma, like <laughs> people are definitely gonna stare at you. Oh Lord. <laughs> um, but if you're from like L.A. or New York. Um, you're just you know just another person, like who cares? And then, do you think that you would make an effort to? I'm、um, I'm just assuming just from like what I know of your girlfriend, she would make an effort to send them、mm-hmm. to Tibetan school, etc. You know, incorporate them into the community. So, do you think you would make that same effort, or? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did the,、um, your parents make that effort? I went to, to Chinese school. I hated it. <laughs> I don't know why. I just didn't like being there. But I did 
-hmm. like I did start to appreciate my culture and my language and I, I took like Chinese in high school just to learn how to read and write because I never because I hated Chinese school mm -hmm. um, so I'm definitely going to teach my kids about Chinese culture and to be proud of being Chinese and you know hopefully pass on my language and some heritage um, it's, it's always hard for second generation kids to feel connected with their heritage is what i've seen like so far in my life so i'm gonna definitely True. make an effort to make them feel special all right yeah. glad we broke that down it's a good topic <laughs> it's a good like topic i feel like uh, not a lot of people talk about that kind of stuff um but it, it definitely resonates with a very large community and i feel like that's why when subtle Asian traits came out, it blew up because suddenly people were like, oh my God, mm -hmm. there are so many people like me and we all share the same interests, experiences. Mm -hmm. But like for so long, they, they shunned yeah. that part of them and it never came out. And that's why I feel like, you know, being Asian now is cool. Yeah, definitely. I, and I think um, there's definitely like, a lot of um things that like played into that and now i feel mm -hmm. like there is a sense of asian pride and like asian solidarity that maybe wasn't there before yeah yeah i mean i feel like growing up asian people would always want to fit in with with white people and that's why i you know in college i had a bunch of white friends because i felt like that was my way to succeed yes yeah, so. interesting i love that yeah. That you said that, not yeah. not that you felt that. <laughs> Let me clarify. <laughs> I'm like, good idea. Yeah. Everyone, listen, listen to this guy. Do what he did. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Like whiteness is like the blueprint. Whiteness is like what's desired, and then everyone else mm -hmm. is kind of like extremely um, stereotyped. You're, would you say that you were particularly connected to your Chinese heritage growing up, or would you say that um, I guess like um, you're very mm, Americanized? I feel like. <laughs> I think your story is like so universal because I know about so many Asian people who talk yeah. about like this homecoming. I was slightly more whitewashed than other Asian people. I was very rebellious as a kid. <laughs> very, very rebellious. I got in trouble a lot. And I think it was just so that people wouldn't see me as another Asian kid. Um, but you know, my mm. parents are very old fashioned. They're very traditional Chinese people. So I was really in touch with, with Chinese culture. And yeah, I guess when I when I went away for college, I, I kind of want to distance myself from that. But now I'm getting now I'm trying to reconnect with my heritage a lot. And you know, that's why I joined a lot of um, mm -hmm. Asian organizations. And I'm just trying to trying to be a good Asian boy again. And then, okay, so this is interesting. So since you are 116th Tibetan, and you talk about how you wanted to kind of, you know, get back to your roots and rediscover your culture in a way. I think Do you it's also super find interesting. yourself interested um, in that 116th part Like, I definitely want to pick my mom's brains and, like, really understand <laughs> her background. Because I feel like I don't really know anything about my parents. I think a lot of Asian people can can feel that mm -hmm. way. Like, they don't really share that much about their lives. They just focus yep. on ours. 
Oh, oh here's something, I guess, um, juicy. Mm-hmm. So um, if you eventually do meet your girlfriend's parents, how do you envision that going? Or how do you envision kind of trying to kind of like um, make them realize <laughs> that you're one of um, the good, I, I hate saying this, one of the good Chinese people. <laughs> I feel like I'd, I'd get along with her dad. Not so much my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like my mom is very hardcore, hardcore <laughs> anti-Chinese sentiment going. We're really lucky this is anonymous. Uh, I think over time, you know what? I feel like I'm a pretty likable person. Okay, you know, I can get along, mm-hmm. and I, I'll put on a good okay. face, and have them love me and accept me. I Thank admire you. your confidence. Thank and you, I really do wish you luck on this. So this journey. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so thank you so much. I, I just feel like I sound like a broken record at the end of all these, but I genuinely mean it, especially this time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a brave soul and hopping on. And for anyone that's still listening, I want you to know how hard it was to find someone to speak on this issue, Tibetan or Chinese. And I think you're a real trooper and I loved the things you had to say. And thanks, thanks for having me on. This was, yeah, this was a I lot of fun. <laughs> I was like pretty excited when you asked me. Oh, I better go viral. I'll let you know um, how the reviews go if people hate you, you know? I better I better make enemies <laughs> with the CCP, all right? No, I know. I was so shocked because um, my guest today actually said yes almost immediately and i thought i asked it almost as a joke like out of just like i guess like desperation because so many people had rejected me and i was just like oh like would you do it yeah, and he was like fun. yeah uh yeah I, mean, <laughs> I was like wait what i'm glad you asked me this is the first time i've been on a podcast so i feel kind of like a celebrity right now oh yeah. true so if, this could be you don't your, hear from um, me you know into like the ccp's like black book basically <laughs> Okay, not to be dramatic, but um, this episode and this conversation with you really did help me because I definitely still harbor, I guess the best word would be like resentment mm-hmm. or um, I guess like uh, skepticism towards relationships like this. And so I think just talking to another human being mm-hmm. <laughs> who has obviously like a vastly different experience from mine mm-hmm. is helpful and obviously i don't want to be one of those people that's like you're one of the good ones but it's definitely making me want to take a step back before yeah. making these yeah. like grand judgments and grand yeah like um yeah. notions yeah. about yeah. people and <laughs> all right yeah it was good <laughs> talking to you thanks okay, for having okay. me on. i'm gonna end this <laughs>